Well, hello and welcome to Revive Podcast. I'm Carrie, pastor of Connection and Discipleship here at Neighborhood Church. Thanks for joining us again. Each week we create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ. And it's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. This week, I'm joined again by Pastor Mike. Good to have you again, Mike. Uh, it's always good to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited because we've got a special guest on this time. It's Tony Rodriguez joining us from... Oh, gosh. Tony, do you want to give us a little background on your, your background with the church here? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I was a youth pastor here for just about 14 years and uh, was able to oversee the student ministry program and then help develop the missions program and and uh, worked everywhere I could. It was just a joy to be here. I had a lot of friends and a lot of great memories serving here at this church. Awesome. And I, I seem to remember like with uh, you, you mentioned being all the way back then that you knew Pastor Justin when he was an intern, you said? He was, yeah, Justin was my intern. Oh. So, so yeah, I I, uh, I loved him. And, and uh, now we know who to blame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all my fault. But uh, you, you guys know Justin, he's so fun and he and he's so, uh, such a studious student about the word of God. And, um, you know, and, yeah. and I'm just so encouraged by him and, and his faith, but I still call him my intern every time I see him. <laughs> Well, we have a lot to thank you for then, because Justin's yeah. a great part of our team. And uh, thank you, Tony. You mentioned uh, that you had done some things in missions uh, when you were a pastor here. Now, what, where do you uh, find yourself, uh, for those of us in our audience who don't know you or are unfamiliar with what you do now, what, what does God have you doing right now? Uh, so uh, currently, we're ministering in India, and we go back and forth. I've been to India like 49 times now, uh, taking teams wow. or training pastors over there individually and we share the gospel uh, in areas that uh, they don't know Jesus yet or they know very little about him we work with pastors that want to plant churches and we plant those churches we train some pastors and uh, we turn the light on really when you come into a village that that predominantly are Hindu and uh, you're sharing about Jesus you're sharing about the God of all creation who raised from the dead who died for their sins who ascended to heaven one day will come back again and promises mm. then their Holy Spirit, boy, everything changes. And it really, it's like you're walking through the book of Acts because uh, so many, so many various ways God unfolds his spirit so that these people get it. And yeah. it's, it's powerful. It's so nice. powerful. And it's miraculous. I mean, there's been, I've been a couple of times with Tony and <clears throat> miraculous things happen, but Tony, tell us, I mean, I know it's not all about numbers and we don't want to brag about numbers, but the magnitude of numbers does say something. How many people have come to know Christ through the trips that you've taken and through your ministry in India? Um, we've clearly seen over 600,000 people embrace uh, the message of, of Jesus, and wow. it just continues to grow. And uh, so out of those, I think like 600 churches have been planted uh, because of that work and uh, we've trained, I think, close to 90 pastors, um, and we continue to train that. You know, we just go back and we do more trainings with that. But um, these, you know, like my goal for 2030 up to 2030 is to see a million people embrace Christ and see a thousand churches planted. Uh, and and you would think, oh, how, how could that even happen? You need to understand that God is doing something very, very unique there. Yep. And then when we, when we also talk about churches, we're talking about the church that meets under the tree or the church that meets in the mud hut or the church that meets by the rock or by the well. It's not like this 
building structure that we would consider a church building right. the church being the called out people meant to worship god yeah. these clusters or groups uh coming together and and these are the things that are forming and so exciting so it, exciting it, it is incredible i mean there was one time that i went and we did village evangelism <clears throat> so i had a team tony was not with us at the team but i had an interpreter and a couple there's a couple other of uh, of us from the uh, from the u.s that were there and we saw a whole village of probably about 60 to 70 people come to Christ. And <clears throat> it was difficult because, I mean, it I mean, difficult, but, you know, exciting because I thought at first, okay, you guys all didn't understand because, you know, I asked them to raise their hand if you want to receive the one true God uh, forsaking all other gods. And they, and they raised their hand and I said, no, 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 you must not understand through the interpreter. I'm telling you, and I went through back through the gospel again and talked about Jesus and their sinful need of Savior and Jesus, the one true God, and you need to lay down all the other gods and 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 really serve um, Jesus. And they all said yes, yes, because they had had a dream the night before that somebody uh, 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 was going to come and they and they were going to fly in a silver uh, bird and they were going to come to the they were going to come to our village. They were from uh, you know from from someplace else and tell them the truth of what they need to believe. And the whole village, when when they when we showed up, they asked kept asking, "How did you get here? How did you get there?" I said, "Well, we you know we 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 drove by bus." No, no. How did you get here to India? Well, we flew in a plane. Was it silver? And I got which is crazy <laughs> questions. But then I finally realized, and 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 right then the, a church was born. Wow. It was a, and they and they and they. I I went back. I think the second time I went back there, Tony, they showed me the church, and it was it was a mud hut. And uh, they, they even named it, I think they named it Cypress Church. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They'll do that. A satellite location. <laughs> uh, it was uh, um, uh, incredible, incredible things. Man, you know, it's encouraging, too, in a lot of the house church and just explosive church growth movements that I'm hearing about happening in India with some of the other missions organizations I follow. It's just staggering to hear how much growth is happening there and and, and I, I like that you guys have clarified when we're talking about church planting it's not like we're planting a neighborhood church of cyprus sized church each time we're talking about a church plant you know it could be like a group of folks in a home right but then there's still dozens if not hundreds if not thousands of those being planted right so that's still such magnitude that's amazing yeah wow it's, uh, lots of low hanging fruit in india wow. and it's just you show up and Holy Spirit has already prepared them for what you're going to do. I got another story for that, but we'll, we'll, maybe we'll share uh, as we go forward. It's amazing. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. You know, I also asked uh, Tony here on the podcast as well with our Revive podcast episode this time, because Tony got to preach in our services this morning here at church at Neighborhood Church of Cyprus on Cyprus campus. So Tony, it was really good to hear from you. You shared some great stories from India in that. And you, and you also shared some great uh, reflections on Mark chapter two, um, where the paralytic's friends bring him to Jesus. And so I would encourage you listeners, if you haven't gone to, to watch, either watch that on our YouTube channel, Neighborhood Church of Cyprus uh, YouTube channel, or you could listen to it at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. Um, go ahead and give that a great, great listen. And I'd also encourage you to go ahead and give it a great read. I mean, Mark chapter two, one through 12, it's a real easy read. Gospel of Mark's very approachable and, and accessible. Give it a read and uh, then we'll hear from you and then we'll be able to dive into some future thoughts on that. So yeah, one, one thing before we go on is that if you want to kind of get a visual, you know, it's always the Bible stories are great. If you're watching the, 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 the TV series called The Chosen, 
it's on YouTube. You can just type in the chosen and it will show up. And as you watch through, I can't remember what episode, but it's, it's season one. And I think it's maybe episode three or so. I think it might be episode six. Next episode six then. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And it's the story of the paralytic and you kind of need to see episode five beforehand to kind of get a little bit of the backstory. But the, the chosen is simply a TV series that takes an artist representation of the gospels, but they follow through the same stories and it's what might've happened. And that particular scene is powerful and impactful. Oh, it's, it's one I one of my favorites. Yeah, I'll put a link to it on. Yeah, I put the link to it in the show notes. Like it'd be great to to check it out. Really, just so cool to like see how they represent it. Man, so thinking back to to Tony, this passage, the paralytic, the friends, what Jesus is saying there. Um, you know, is there anything that you'd love to share with us that uh, you felt like, man, I really wanted to share this, but I didn't have time to? Or here's another really interesting point on this passage, or anything else you'd like us to explore on it? Well, I, I mean, there's so much that, that the, the scriptures would unfold, you know, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about uh, these prejudices that these people would come in with, like, wow, man, that person was born blind, so they must have been some kind of sinner, or perhaps their, their parents were some kind of sinner. But that's, I think that's something that passes down through so many cultures and different generations, because I remember being young and seeing that, and it's like, wow, God must have really cursed that person, you know, uh, or, or what did they do wrong that they're that they're that way, you know, mm. and, uh, and, and I love how Jesus approaches this, where first he addresses that, that person's spiritual need, like, this is the most important thing, and he, and he talks about their forgiveness, and he goes, seeing their faith, he recognized the, the faith of their friends, who was lowering them down, and I love that, we didn't even camp on that in the sermon, but it was like, it was their faith that was so inspirational that Jesus rewarded and said, son, your sins are forgiven, like, wow, Wow. And, and I think that we underestimate how much God has entrusted us with and how, how he has blessed us. And we don't even utilize it. You know, I was talking about this, the simple act of telling people, I love you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I haven't said that to you. Uh, and, and perhaps you might know that or think, oh, Tony really likes me. No, Tony loves you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our culture is, has put so many restraints on us that we don't verbalize at least we come off weird or uh, or or we're, we're overstepping our boundaries but i don't i don't i think a proper love has no boundaries yep. uh, and it's respectful of people uh, mm-hmm. it's going to build you up and it's going to encourage you and it's going to it's going to touch those areas of your life that you need and are we willing to to love generously mm-hmm. um, in a way that people receive that love Right. And genuinely, you yeah. know, it's uh, in, 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 I believe it is uh, Romans 12, I think it's 10, uh, where he says, let love be genuine. And, uh, and, it, and it, it is one of those things about it's of such great value. It's, it's such great worth. Its value cannot be revoked. <clears throat> and you think about these four friends that, uh, that brought this paralytic and, you know, how valuable of a friend is that, that they would stick with this guy and, um, and which, you know, probably society had thrown him, thrown away. These friends stuck with him and they heard about Jesus and they thought, let's go for it. Let's, let's just, and you don't even know, you know, what these people's faith were, how much they had known about Jesus, but it was enough to where this Jesus saw their faith and it was their faith that had Jesus act. And, uh, and of course this guy's faith as well. And, 
And uh, then the controversy over who can forgive sins, but the son of God. And, and that's where the Pharisees went askew <laughs> with mm-hmm. the whole situation. But, <clears throat> but it's the, it's this genuine, active, incredible love that pushes through barriers, like you were saying, Tony, and, and allows um, God to really work. And, and we can do that every day in our lives. You know, that just takes the willingness to step up, step out and step in. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I was always encouraged in that passage where you see these, um, they really went the extra mile. I mean, uh, I would never consider digging a hole in somebody's roof or wall <laughs> or anything like that. And, um, and I just found that, that, uh, that their love was, they're so devoted to getting this boy in front of, uh, the, um, of Jesus and they're willing to do whatever it takes. And, and I know in my life, and I think it was pretty common in most, is that we we give up way too early. We give up way too early. Yep. And um, it's like, oh, well, there's this obstacle or there's that obstacle. And yep. I guess it just wasn't meant to be. And um, boy, the more I hear it just wasn't meant to be, the more I'm frustrated with that statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, because well, it's a uh, cop out. It seems it, like a cop out, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it, we buy into these stories in our own mind that, okay, well, then that's what it is. But it's like, wait a minute. If I serve a mighty God who has no, no end, uh, he's infinite in his resources, um, why would I want to bring my friend to him? Right. And, and what mm-hmm. am I willing to do? If it was your son, you would do everything for your son or your daughter. You would do everything for them. If that meant you being poor, if that meant you being bankrupt, you would do it and you would do it gladly so that they can succeed. Yeah. And, uh, and you see this love of these friends. And I was like, wow, this is, this yeah. is the kind of love that needs to be contagious. I want to be that kind of person right. that, uh, that is contagious and, and, and affects people so deeply like that. I want and, that's, that. and that's what it really kind of what it takes is it takes that willingness to say, I want to be a good friend. You know, everybody wants good friends. Right. You know, they want good friends and they want, they want to be known and have, they want to be, ha- if they were paralytic, they would want their friends to come take them somewhere where they could get healed but we have to we have to want to be a good friend want to be like those and it doesn't take a whole lot it it's a lot of it's taking um focus off of self and placing it onto other people it's it's actually learning how to have empathy and compassion empathy is being willing to understand and and really feel with somebody in their plight and then compassion is the willing to then put it to action. So these four friends had compassion, this empathy put into action to help these friends. And it was, you know, that's, we get so, our whole world is built just around us thinking about ourselves and what experience we're having and, and are we being, you know, ministered to, or are we being this? It's, you know, even churches become so self-focused and we're not thinking about, Hey, I, I, I we need to be there for other people. I just sent out an email to our, congregation that said you know hey you matter and you matter because you need to be at church to meet people i mean there was a couple of, uh, uh, lots of guests came today and i really wanted them to meet our people and uh, and some people are saying well you know i don't know if I, you know i'm a little cautious about church and i get that but boy we need people uh to connect with others and to become those good friends and and love on them like these four friends did yeah someone yeah. told me one time that you should be the kind of friend to your friends that you want them to be to you. And it sounds a little bit like the golden rule, like in the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. like the kind of friends you want to, to how you want people to treat you as a friend, try to be that friend to them. 
yeah. easier said than done, but you know. Yeah, and I, and I just want, I want to brag on Tony for just a little bit. <clears throat> if there's somebody who loves genuinely and loves actively, it's it's Tony. I've I've walked with him through the streets in India. I've ridden on a tuk-tuk in you know in, through India. I've been in villages and in orphans with India. And Tony has a definite, genuine love for the people of India. And uh, him and his ministry, Houses of Hope, are helping orphans get sponsored and helping uh, see Christ come into those villages. And Tony, I know you got, we, we could spend all day, but I'd love for you to share some of those stories of just how God has worked and how God has used people to, to see life change happen in India. I know, share some stories. Yeah, you know, um, one of the one of the, the stories that I had to cut from the, the service today was the um, I met these three ladies and and in their village, they worshiped a fertility God hmm. and uh, and um, they became Christians. And in in the Indian culture, if you don't have children, people think, oh, you're cursed and hmm. uh, and and you're not being a good wife to your husband because you were not producing children. It was like, wow, like you're in control of that. Right. Uh, and then, and then the other thought was like, uh, you know, you're really blessed by uh, the gods. If you have a baby boy, because that baby boy can go out and work at a young age in the rice fields, the sugar King fields, whatever fields they be, uh, they can make money while a young girl couldn't. So, you know, mm. first, if you don't have a boy, you're, you know, you're not that good of a, of a mother. Uh, if, if you, I don't have children well you're not that good of a wife and so these three ladies come up to me and they say you know we're christians we all we all follow jesus uh, but we don't have any children and the people look down on us so i'm praying i said i'll pray for you i'll pray that uh, that god would uh, give me children and i'm praying for them and uh and i'm getting the impression and you know it's not like a clear voice that these women will have children but it's just an impression that they're going to have kids so I pray that 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 would be fulfilled and, and that they would have the joy of raising children. So I come back a year, it was 10 months later, and they show up at this village um, and they all have baby boys. Whoa. I uh, know it was so cool. It was so cool. And it, it just reminded me of how um, God confronted um, the Egyptians with Pharaoh um, and the Exodus uh, as they were worshiping gods. The curses that came along were... Uh, because of these different gods and he was breaking them down and uh, and and tearing them apart and uh, and I looked at this it's like look at that you know these fertility gods never did anything for these people and mm -hmm. everybody is sick in this village but now these people are worshiping Jesus not only did he give them children he gave them baby boys which was a big deal in that area and boy these ladies were just elated you know so wow. just you know just but there's so many uh, other stories of people having deliverance mike talked about that in the announcement uh, yeah and, I, and, I'll, and i'll just share that story really quick I, I think it was the first trip to india tony i don't know if you were there but kieran was there our our guide and um you talked about him a little bit on sunday and um this lady was coming up and she was flailing and uh, and I, I thought I, I couldn't understand what she was speaking because I don't speak uh, uh, Telugu um, and uh, um, and that and um, but they said no she's not speaking any language she's she's demon possessed and so they asked me to pray for her so I just you know laid up put up my hand and began to start praying like crazy that she would be released she immediately fell to the ground uh, and I thought you know she passed out but then she raised up and she said the demon's gone and uh, and. 
man, talk about seeing when, you know, the hair in the back of my neck's even standing up right now. Woo. Uh, it's, it's to see the power of God work. It's nothing about me. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm, you know, I'm nobody, but it's the power of Jesus and claiming his name and, 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 and continually uh, praying this demon out of her, just a, a phenomenal uh, reality of just seeing the power of God work. Incredible. Mm. You know, I think it, it's really encouraging to hear that God, does still work in miraculous ways. I think sometimes in America, we're used to our systems and how uh, how our lifestyle is here, that we don't often have, um, you know, lots of spiritual kind of things happening, at least on the outset or out front. Um, and so we forget, we forget that God does work in miraculous ways, that he does heal, that he does deliver people, that he does provide for people in miraculous ways. And it's just so refreshing to hear, your, you know, from firsthand travels, like from you guys in India, that, that God is still just as powerfully working in those ways there too. Yeah. And I, and I really truly believe that, that, uh, uh, you know, there's no, there's no, he's not bound not to work that way in the United States, but we tend not to think of it because we're, we're, it's not conditioned. We're not conditioned that way. Um, and we need to bust off the, the old mud that's caked on around us and God's fresh every day. That's right. And we need to, we need to approach him that way because he's live. He's active. He's not a dead God. He's not a God that just was a part of history. He's alive. He sits on the throne and he rules. And so when we're in India and we see people that are blind and they can see deaf and they can hear, they were mute and they can speak, you know, we, we see the demon possessed and they're set free, you know, uh, and, and my, my brothers and sisters in India are like, oh, this is common. No big deal. Well, it's a big deal to me, you know, because I don't see it and it's not common. Uh, but, you know, in the United States, we still need to, to pause and say, who do I serve before I start praying? Who am I talking to? I'm talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who can do anything. Everything is possible with him. Uh, mm. So I need to be encouraged by that daily. I hope that the listeners are encouraged by that daily. We serve a fresh God. Amen. And there, there is nothing, nothing in this world uh, that, uh, that keeps him from ministering uh, the way that he wants to. So we just be in tune with him and share liberally the love the grace that he has given us. I mean, the story is so contagious. His love for us is so contagious. How can you say no to it? And, right. and, and people do. I get it. I just don't understand it. I don't understand mm. why anybody would say no to this God who calls us to be a part uh, of his story, to be a part of his family, to include us in this relationship. That is mind-blowing to me. Oh, and, I, and I believe God, I mean, he does that same thing here. It, it just, like you said, Tony, are we looking for it? I'm mm. just one quick story from India. And then I'm going to relate it to, to here in that is that, and, and Tony, you remember this story is that we went to a village and uh, it was myself, my wife and Joanne Sims. We were <clears throat> coming to this village, doing village, village evangelism. And, and uh, we noticed this one guy, I've got pictures of him because I was taking pictures. Christy was sharing the testimony. Joanne was sharing the gospel. And, uh, and I was taking pictures because this guy was animated and he was like wanting to get our attention. He tried to interrupt three or four times and our guide or our guide and our, and our interpreter said, no, no, you need to wait till everybody's done. Well, finally, everything's done. The guy said, quit, come to my house, come to my house. And, uh, and he said, uh, uh, long story short, he was a believer who had fallen back into getting drunk all the time. But last that night, he had a vision. He had a dream that God was going to bring him 
his messengers in a white van and they were going to come to his village and tell him and pray for him and deliver him. We showed up in a white van mm. and he flipped out. I mean, he just said, Oh my gosh. So, and then we went to his house, we prayed over him and, uh, and asked God to, to release him of this alcoholism and, and that, and the guy fresh start. Um, and he used to be the guy in the village who brought Christ there. And so now he's back at it. And, you know, I'd love to know what it's like before how I was doing on that, but, but it was just God, God directed us to that village at that time and told that person about it. But God does the same thing for us here. It's, it's no mistake that you live next to the people you live next to. It's no mistake that you have to go to the store the way you go to the store and all that. God is directing you. If you're listening to him listen and following him, he directs you and miraculous things happen. Oh, it didn't. It's no coincidence. It's a God incidence, you know, and he, he does those kind of things and they happen all the time. And I've, I've quit. I quit saying, oh, you know, I mean, I've had times where I've been praying for somebody. I walk up to him and say, why am I God? Why is God having me pray for you? And they fall down in tears because how did you know I was wrestling? I said, I didn't know, but God did. And God still mm. does that today. He does. Even here. He does. he does. Mike, that's happened so many times when being on the field and we show up and people say, we had a dream about you. You bring the message of light. Stop. And I'm like, wow, who told you that? Because it was in our dream. And they're very specific. We've seen your faces over and over again that we see wow. that, you know, or, or you know, uh, um, you know, the sick being healed and the, 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 the people being free from demonic possession or hearing the message for the first time what has taken you so long to get here with this message and it was like wow people really want this and and people in the united states the the, the great thing i mean we amuse ourselves in the united states we watch movies we watch tvs we have all these things we have all these amusement parks around us but what we need is relationships and we need a relationship with god first and foremost because yeah. it changes everything it changes everything, your whole perspective, eternity, everything. Absolutely. And oh my goodness, we are so blessed to be able to serve a mighty God who is so personal and he cares for people. Uh, it, it's mind blowing. I, I remember this one lady, she fainted away dead one time at this meeting that we were at. I thought she was dead. And uh, and uh, um, uh, Beatrice was there on this particular team. They were checking her pulse, thought she was dead. She wasn't dead. She comes through and says, well, what happened to you? She was out for like seven minutes. What happened to you? She goes, I saw Jesus. So what? You saw Jesus. Are you kidding me? And what did he look like? Well, he was beautiful beyond compare. What was it? What, what, what did he look like? His light was like skin. Well, what was it like? He goes, but he, he was sitting on a throne and he came and he comforted me. Hmm. And I thought he comforted you. And all of heaven watched that. Hmm. And, and that's the God that we share. He's so personal. Yep. That's the God that we serve. He's so personal and he cares for this lady and to give her a vision in her elderly age uh, and reassure her that he loves her. Uh, oh, cool. enough, enough. Yeah. You know, that is so encouraging. I love it. And it's, I feel like we could just, I, I'd love to just sit around a campfire and just like to be able to hear more stories as we keep going. This is so encouraging. Man, I, I would wonder if our listeners too would be curious to um to to hear more, to learn more. Um, Tony, how can I could put a link to House of Hope um in our, our section two? Um, how should they reach out to you, Tony, if they would like to reach out to you personally? Is there a, an email you'd prefer or a uh yeah, it's it's House of Hope Asia at uh, gmail.com. 
And then, uh, and then if they want to be part of our newsletter, I'll put them on a newsletter every, every month. I write another story, uh, uh, from India or something that God has impressed upon my heart, usually about our ministry in India and what's going on. Yeah. And I uh, want to put this plug in for t- Tony, what, cause one of the biggest things he does is get orphans sponsored. And, uh, we had it when he was here this Sunday, we had him share about that and, and he has, uh, orphans to sponsor and, there's full full sponsorship half sponsorship quarter sponsorships and you can get christy and i sponsor a little girl and uh and we we enjoy that no you know uh excited about being able to help with that and if, if you're uh interested in that you can email tony directly or just call the church or email the church and we'll get you connected and you can learn how to how to do that specifically and get connected and see if god might have you uh bless a little orphan's life Wow, awesome. that would be huge. Yeah, that would be huge. I tend to forget about it. We start talking about Jesus and we think there's there's a job I have too. Yes. And that job is to find those sponsors for those kids. And, um, uh, you know, funny, huh? My goodness. So, yeah, we're, we're shooting for 200 kids right now. And we're, I think after today, after this morning, we are knocking at the door of 100. And nice. if, uh, if you recall, we started with 20 back in December. Yep. So, wow, uh, that is so God awesome. is really doing something amazing here. Um and it's a way that we can practically share the love of Jesus with other people. And we're reaching villages. We, we, we got depth. The government gets us, you know, we're bringing something to that whole society that they don't have. Oh, and, okay. and we're changing, we're changing the environment of a whole culture there. Um, and here's our opportunity. You know, it's like, if everybody just did a little bit, I think we, you know, uh, breaking it down to the ridiculous, if you sponsor a kid for $20 a day, that comes about like 72 cents or something like that. You know, uh, $40, you know, it's a buck, a buck and a, a whatever, 70 times two, you know, uh, $1.40. It's, you know, uh, 80 bucks. It's like two, $2 and something cents, 38 cents. It's, um, it's ridiculous, but we can make an impact with just a little bit of change. Mm-hmm. The change I have in my pocket right now, I can feed a kid for a whole day. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And, uh, and, and, but it takes people that are saying, you know what, that's crazy. And I'm crazy enough to do it. Let's mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, but whew, here we go, folks. Yeah, here come we on, go. Let's make a difference, right? Let's make a difference together. Amen. Well, man, I, this has been such a joy. This time has flown by. Uh, it's been really good talking with you, Tony. Mike, thanks again for sharing both of your experiences in India and just reflecting on this passage. Man, it's so encouraging to see it. The same God who empowered his son to do this miracle, to heal this paralytic man is the same God that's working in India today, right. doing these miraculous things, and is the same God working in our lives in here in, in Southern California. So this this just been a real joy, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here again. Um, special shout out to Bob Kaler, our awesome audio tech who edits each of these episodes. And thanks to you, audience, for listening to uh, and joining us here. If you found this episode helpful, share it with a friend. Uh, and uh, if you would like to keep reviving your soul, Keep uh, subscribing to our Neighborhood Church podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts and learn more about all these topics, learn about House of Hope, learn about India. We would encourage you to check out neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. I would find all the resources there. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well and our Neighborhood Church of Cyprus and Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos YouTube channels. And if you have any questions, again, let's go to houseofhopeasia at gmail.com. Dot com and you can reach out to Tony. You can also email me at Carrie K E R R Y at neighborhoodchurch.com. 
Hope you can join us next time. And until then, we pray that God continues to revive your soul.